Cinema. Welcome back to War of Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And you gave me Eastern Promises. Yes, man. This is the greatest fucking movie, dude. I love this movie. <laughs> it's uh, definitely in my top ten gangster flicks. And just another performance to prove that Viggo Mortensen is one of the most underappreciated actors in Hollywood. Yeah, I had to rewatch this one. I haven't seen it in a hot minute, but yeah, I have to agree with that. So... It's like the Russian Godfather. I feel like, man, not, not, not. I wouldn't go that grand a scale, obviously, because the Godfather is about a very well established mafia family. Uh, this is pretty much like a branch of the Russian mob that's in England, mm-hmm. which is a very real thing because uh, during that time period, it was really hard for Russian gangsters to move around in Russia because. Um, Whoever was running it at the time wasn't wasn't really fond of them, at least out in the open. Right. Um, it's really weird because I read into it after I saw this movie because I realized like how much I did not know about the Russian mob. Mm-hmm. So I kind of read into it a little bit. And one of the most wanted individuals in the world is the head of a Russian mafia clan. Really? And did you know that he lives three blocks from the Kremlin? <laughs> like... No, I didn't. Him know and that. Putin. I mean, I don't wouldn't say they're friends. Like they ain't out in public shaking hands and shit together. But like, he's obviously putting enough money in the government's pocket that they ain't worried because he's wanted in like seven different countries. Uh, he's not supposed to be somebody that's walking around. They say this man drives in a limo everywhere he goes. Fucking twelve bodyguards, you know, with him. Like he's out in the open, like living his life that's russia yeah but like so it kind of it's weird to think that you know they would set up but it's just like the russian mob in new york and places in america like if they feel like they could take over and they feel like they could get some money made they're Mm -hmm. gonna send a crew over right and i feel like this is what this is like it's a this guy was a russian uh mob boss in russia but because He's made so many enemies in Russia, he had to come somewhere else. And now he's got his family in England. I love that this is such like a contained story. It's a very like small piece of a bigger pie. But uh, how did you come across this movie? Okay, so. I was living. I was living uh, with my girlfriend at the time as I was in high school when this movie came out. Mm -hmm. And. I had just saw a history of violence. My buddy uh, had it on DVD and he was like, bro, have you seen this movie with Viggo Mortensen? And I'm like, I saw the preview for it, man, but I never really watched it. Like it didn't look that good to me. He's like, you need to go watch. He's like, you need to watch this movie. So we watched it and I thought it was really good. I liked uh history of violence. And uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same guy that directs this. David Cronenberg, which was surprising. I didn't know he directed this. I think he directed the history of violence too. Yeah. Yeah. He did. So I heard that they had another movie that, that they did together. And mm-hmm. then I saw the trailer for it and all I needed to see was Vigo Mortensen with all them tattoos. And I was like, oh, I'm going to see this fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. me and my girlfriend went and saw it the day it came out. And then I went and bought it. On DVD the day at Walmart. I'll never forget. I paid $20 for just a regular ass DVD. I still have that one to this day at my house. This is the one that That's I have. the exact same one, bro, with the snap with the snap and everything, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is back when I was working at Walmart. And at every when I got paid, I would buy the new movie that was out. This happened to be the new movie at the time. I took it home, watched it, and I was blown away about how much I liked this movie. Well, you know, I've always had a thing for organized crime movies and crime dramas. So when I saw the trailer, I knew I was going to be hooked. But when I took my girlfriend, because she didn't give a fuck about shit like that, Mm -hmm. and she came out of it and I said, well, what would you think about it? And she was like, it was actually really good. And I was like, oh, so it's a good movie, good movie. It's not just a gangster movie. Like, it's a good movie. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I've always, I've always loved this movie. The the Turkish bathhouse scene alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone talks movie. about the fucking Ooh, <laughs> so beautifully fucking shot, dude. So brutal, so violent, dude. It's 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 just I don't know. It's fantastic. Yeah. So whenever you told me we were doing this one, I got excited because they just released this one recently, and I this gives me a reason to pick it up. It's the 4K release. Oh, of wow. Eastern Promises. That's a cool cover too. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna get it. And it went down to 15 bucks on Amazon, so I went ahead and just add the cart. 
add to cart. Yeah. So rewatching this was a real treat. Can I? So Naomi Watts plays Anna. She's a nurse. And the movie starts off with her working at a pharmacy or in the hospital. Well, it does. No, no, yeah, but... no, sorry. She's not there. It's the, <laughs> the girl. Sorry. Yeah. A girl walks into a pharmacy and she's like bleeding. Yeah. Uh, and she says something and she's rush. like, I need help. Yeah. And then just like collapse. And the guy, the guy is like, uh, what did he say? Methadone. Mm. He's like, if you want methadone, I need to see a prescription mm. that she just fucking passes out blood on the floor. Yeah. Um, so Naomi Watts, she plays a, uh, a nurse mm-hmm. in a hospital in England and, uh, she delivers this baby and the the mother dies during birth. Right. And she had been on drugs and she was like 15. Yeah. The, you could see the heroin yeah, and needle she marks up all up her arm. Clearly on, you know, drugs and stuff. But you find out later on that it wasn't really her choice in the matter. And uh, this movie is really does touch on a lot of. Uh, it's really sad because it's a real thing that yeah, human and, trafficking. And sex especially trafficking. in Europe and stuff. It's like a real thing. Like, yeah. uh Especially, I guess, during the time period that they shot this movie mm-hmm. or that they're making this movie set in. Right. Um, so she has this baby and the mother had a diary on her. Yep. And but the thing is, is the girl was from Russia, like a village in Russia. And I guess they have a bunch of different dialects like or whatever. But like she doesn't understand Russian, but she has an uncle. Yeah, because they're Russian. in like you said, they're in London. Right. She has a, a uncle that's Russian mm-hmm. that can, you know, read Russian, obviously. So she gives him the diary to uh, translate to yeah. translate it. And then. Um, so they, I think she finds the card for the restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, in it's the, in diary. the diary. yeah. Right. So she goes to it thinking that maybe the girl worked there. Right. Well, it turns out that the restaurant is a front for the Russian mafia Mm -hmm. and the owner of it is the boss of said Russian mafia family. At first, I love that he's just like the sweetest. Sweet Mr. Rogers. Like just the grandpa. You just want to give this guy a hug and have him give you a plate of spaghetti. And then like the longer the conversation goes on, you start seeing the monster, you know, like (laughs) that dude did a great, I forget his name, but. uh, Armin Mueller. Is that him? That doesn't look like him. It does look like him. Does it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's the fedoras throwing me off in the mustache. <laughs> he doesn't have a mustache in this. Mm-mm. But, yeah. Yeah, Armin Mueller-Stahl, uh, which I've seen him in other stuff. So like, yeah, I've seen him around. He's, he's been around a while, mm-hmm. I would imagine. Um, but he does a great job. He, he plays a very menacing villain. I was going to say, he, he's like, very... He sells the creepy... Or well, I don't say the creepy. He sells the the threat mm-hmm. without doing much, right. just like with the words he says, you know, and stuff. Plus, it's really the the description of some of the things he does. Not even you see him do them, just like you hearing about them from this diary. Yes, which is read to you like a. It's really well done. I like that they did that because, like, yeah. as they're going through the story of the nurse, she'll be sitting there reading part of it, and you're getting the look, the girl's narration. As she's reading the page. Well, sometimes it's not even like as she's reading, she's like going to a building and they're like reading the dialogue over. And I think that's a really cool, nice touch. I liked it. Because it is. It's like this girl's already gone. You know what I mean? And you're just hearing about what she went through. Yeah, because it does start out where she's like, I think she went to school to be a musician and then she ended up going to Russia. And it just like how her life got to this point of being a sec- being in sex trafficking. She said, they said we have to do this, but I'm still hopeful that we'll get to, that I'll get to sing one day. Or, yeah. It's so fucking sad. And then like by the last entry, she's like, I don't even sing anymore. Yeah. I don't want to be alive. Like it's so fucking sad. Like mm-hmm. she's like, I tried to, uh, she says, I tried to kill myself. So this baby wouldn't have to see this terrible world. But it didn't work. They pumped my stomach. And mm-hmm. it's just fucking brutal, dude. Like like I said, it's very, very hard subject matter. Because you know what happens in real life. Like, right. it's not some made up shit. Like, this shit happens daily. And it's. So she meets with him and he's like, oh, if you'd like, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, 
Yeah, because he's not sure what it is. He right. thinks it is some girl that maybe worked there, so he'll check it out to translate it. Oh, when he said her name, I felt like he knew because like he obviously had a liking for that girl. Oh, okay, he raped yeah. her multiple times, got her pregnant. Like He obviously was a fan of hers. Well, I wasn't sure if he knew who she brothel. was at first until no, he got the diary. That's the thing, like, after the first meeting, like, when, because the look he gives her when she's like, this is the only one. Oh, he doesn't know what she wrote. That's the thing. Right. Yeah. And he he knows who the girl is, but mm-hmm. he don't know what's in there. So he wants to get that from her. And right. the fact that it's in Russian, he's like, oh, okay, so you don't know how to read Russian. Yeah. She's like, no, but I made copies of it and gave it to my uncle to do. And then that's when he's like, well, why don't you come back and uh, I'll re- I'll go through it. Yeah. And She doesn't know what she's getting into right. at all. And then uh, she goes outside from her first meeting with the uh, with, with the boss mm-hmm. and uh, Viggo Morrison's outside by the car. And with him is. Yeah. Kirill. Do you uh, remember who where he's from? Because I couldn't put, I couldn't place his face. And he's in Ocean's Twelve. He's he's in a bunch of movies. He's in Black Swan. Yeah, he's the teacher. Yeah, he's the teacher. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, it's him. I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, that guy's actually a really big actor. Like mm-hmm. he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, there he is, Vincent Castle. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's very good. He plays a good bad guy. I feel like everything he's in, he's about. I don't think I've ever seen anything where he's a good guy. <laughs> like. He's just like, what are you doing? Like, I'm a, I'm a fucking gangster. I play a gangster. And Even in Black Swan, like, he was fucking yeah, the, the bad guy. He was the asshole fucking, uh, you know, right. studio head or whatever. Um, so, yeah, she's trying to get her bike started. And that's when uh, Vigo Morrison and Creel. Yeah, well, Creel just kind of is like a dick to her, you yeah. know, like normal. Like, you know, you can tell he's that way to everybody. But, you know, Vigo Morrison don't really say nothing. And he's like helps her. Mm-hmm. Or he tries to help her get it started, and she's like, "He's like something's wrong. Like it's this or it's that. I can fix it for you." Can I just say how amazing his Russian accent is? Like Dude, I love his Russian accent. I don't think people. That's why I said like I know that he gets love because he does a bunch of good. He's done a bunch of good movies, he's but like, Lord of the Rings. I don't think he gets the appreciation he should, man. Because I've literally seen that man play anything, bro. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Hidalgo? No, I haven't. It's the only horse movie that I ever gave a fuck about, bro. <laughs> it's just him and this fucking horse out in the desert. You literally think the whole movie, like, these motherfuckers aren't going to make it, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's one of the only movies I can remember. I haven't seen that movie since I saw it the first time, but I own it. It stuck with you. And it's that good, dude. Like, and I knew from that day, I said, whatever fucking movie this guy's in, I'm going to go watch it. Like, <laughs> he is really great. And this definitely shows it because he's just an American. Yeah, like he's he grew up in the Bronx. Even with that fucking name, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you think this dude is from Russia, fucking, from Saint Petersburg? Right. Like grew up around the corner from that. Yeah, shit. this is one of those movies. I'm glad I got into the subtitle thing because his accent is thick. So. Well, not just his, like they, because like he's the only motherfucker that is American. Like the rest <laughs> of these dudes are real deal. Like <laughs> I mean, maybe not necessarily Russian, but they are of. Eastern European descent. So it like did. That, it did make know? it a little easier to uh, understand what they were saying. I love some of the way they say that shit. Like I hate it, but like it's it's so cool. Da da Like it's so fucking hard, son. And those tattoos, bro. Like, mm-hmm. and you only get them in prison. Like you can't get them shits on the street. Like they only give them motherfuckers. Like you have to tattoo yourself in there. Like that's just crazy. So I like I said when I first watched this movie. Back in the day, it sent me down the rabbit hole, dude. I started watching uh, videos on what ration tattoos mean. Like, um, they even have a part in the movie about tattoos. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like, you could tell he t- uh, Cronenberg was like, I wanted to touch on it, but I didn't want to like get too much into that. He goes, because like, I feel like it would have took away from the story. Mm-hmm. He's like, but I wanted to definitely have it in in there, right? To let these people know because it's so important, yeah. right? Because it is, it tells your story, mm-hmm. your criminal story, like, and, uh, like those, the, when they do the Kremlin on their back, like each, uh, top of it has a different one. And that's like things that they've been arrested for. Like if it's got three towers, it's like they're, they're, a, they're a thief or if it's got four, they're a killer. It's, it's just a bunch of cool shit. Like if they have stuff under their eyes, like it, it's, everything's got a meaning. Right. So like all these dudes just like have these like insane 
tattoos, you know, and to consider what the materials because it's not like prison in America where like guys can get a hold of shit after a while. Like, well, even if because they mentioned it, uh, you're um, what's the word they use? Like you're untouchable or whatever. You're untouched. Yeah, I think it's what they said. You're made. No, that basically, like, if you got raped in prison, you got a tattoo that says you were raped in oh, prison. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they were saying you were untouched. Like he, he didn't have that happen to him. Well, that's what he said. Does is any of your tattoos forced? Right, right. That's what they mean. Yeah. Like, you know, did somebody mark you like you're you're their bitch? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they're asking. Yeah. And he's like, it says you were. It shows you were inside in prison in Siberia. And he's like, yeah, I spent two two years on the punishment block. They called me the stump. Cause they couldn't move me <laughs> and they were like, what did your father do? And you know, that's, that's what he was telling him that his dad worked on cars for the government mm-hmm. and that he stole the parts and was selling it. And I love that shit. They're like, your father was a weak fuck. Yeah. 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 Uh, for working for the government. Yes, he was right. <laughs> like, and he was like, yes. Yeah. Uh, your mother was a whore. <laughs> He's like, my mother, he's like, fuck your mother. You have no mother. Yeah. She was a whore. whore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're jumping to the later. Yeah. Movie, yeah. But, but it's like one of the best scenes of, of the movie. It like, is. Dude, that guy's mustache is insane too, bro. Like, well, let's get back to it. So then we, then we get okay, to yeah. the barber and this guy looks Russian as fuck. He's bald with this like. They don't even have a picture of this motherfucker on IMDb. We're looking at it right now. That's why I said this dude is a Russian gangster. It's the most magnificent mustache I've ever seen. That second, well, his and the dude in the fucking in the in when they're making him, Mm -hmm. uh, that guy's got a fucking ridiculous mustache. Yeah, he does. So he's uh he's in the barber shop doing this man's hair. Oh yeah, I love this scene. And uh, his uh his nephew comes in. He's like, "This is the kid I was telling you about." And the guy in the chair getting his hair cut. I got tickets. Tickets, heavy. Tickets, Jesse. Tell, you can tell there's something. Yeah. He's not all there. I love how he says it too. Mm-hmm. When he's like, he's like, what's wrong with the kid of me? And he's like, nothing. He's been touched by the angels. Oh, yeah. Like, right. I love that shit. Yeah. That's how I explain stupid people to anybody now. <laughs> They're like, what's wrong with that motherfucker? He's been touched by the angels, dog. Don't even. He's uh, been nobody, touched by something. <laughs> nobody gets the nobody gets the reference, but I'm okay with it because like it's still one of my favorite ones. It's nice to have your own little uh, yeah. references. So, you know, if this episode takes off, you can use it if I'm not around. <laughs> but uh, you're the one that let them use it in the script. But yeah, he's uh, he's like, leave him alone. Avi. He mm-hmm. can't even do one simple task. His grandfather asks him and then he just says, fuck it and grabs the razor and the old man pulls his head back. And that dude fucking cuts his fucking head open, and, yeah. like saws his, saws neck, his open. neck with that razor blade. <sighs> Brutal way to go, dude. Yeah. And then uh, Kareel and uh, Vigo's character, Nikolai, they show up and he's like, who is this? He's like, he's the mortician. Yeah. It is like a cool scene because they put him in a deep freeze. So like uh, Vigo's, he has, he Vigo's like hair dryer to like thaw him out. He goes like, you put him in the freezer too long. <laughs> so they had to like thaw him out and he like rips open his jacket and he's like, did you finish cutting his hair? And he's like, no, why? I thought maybe you'd want $12 from his wallet. <laughs> Have some respect for a dead man. I like that shit. And then Kareel calls him a pederast that mm-hmm. spits fucking nuts or whatever he's chewing on. I think it's cashews or Probably, something. Yeah. Just spits it on the fucking body. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you might want to leave. I'm going to cut off his fingertips and knock out his teeth. Yeah, he's professionally like... Yeah. It, well, like, it's so cool because at this point in the movie, you think he's just a gangster, bro. But, like, that, when you find out who he really is, it throws the, the second act I of this movie. I don't want to get to that yet. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I remember watching this movie, and I feel like I knew the whole time. But then re-watching it, I was like, oh, you don't know mm-hmm. the twist. Like, I didn't realize this was actually a twist. So, but we'll get to that later. Um, but I thought it was interesting because we watched, what was it, Donnie Brasco. And he's an informant and he doesn't want to kill anybody. But in Russia, if you're an informant, no fucks are given. I have to I have to I have to process this body. Got to do what you got to do. Well, see, that's the thing. He didn't kill him. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, and you find out that he could still do all that. And the way he does it is like he's done this shit before. This is not his first rodeo. Right. Well, I mean, you got to be that. 
Yeah. You got to be that monster. But I'm just like the right. contrast between like a Russian informant and an American informant. I will say this, folks. We don't usually say spoiler alert a lot because, like I said, most of the films we do yeah. have been out for 15 to 20 years now. Right. If you have not seen this movie and you do want to watch it, because I ain't going to lie, once we get into it, like mm-hmm. it's going to ruin some shit if you haven't seen it. Yeah. So if you do want to see it, I will not say don't stop listening to the episode, but pause it and go watch the movie before <laughs> you come back and finish this episode. Right. Because this is what I'm going to say, because like the shit I want to say, it, there's no other way around it. We're going to have to do it. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to spoil it. Right. But that being said, um, when he does it that way. Like the way, even way they got rid of the body, like he mm-hmm. knew that it was going to pop up. Yeah. Cause even Kirill is like, this is a terrible spot. He's like, this is the He's only like, don't spot. we weigh it down or something? He goes, the current keeps it down, takes it out to sea, mm-hmm. which sounds right. Legit. But that's smart as fuck. Cause it was a way he knew that he could still get out what he needed to get out, but it still looks like he's being a good gangster. Yeah. And that's the difference between him and Donnie Brasco's character. Yeah. You know, because he wasn't willing to do all that, but. He see, it's just like when he had to chop up them bodies, he didn't kill them people. Yeah, I but he you. still had to tell them that, like, look, man, I just had to saw four people apart. Yeah, <laughs> you think that shit was easy, right? Like, you know what I mean? Even though I haven't killed anybody, like, I'm still seeing shit that I'm, I'm gonna have a hard time recovering from. Mm-hmm. But I think the difference between Donnie and this is, I think that Nikolai, like Vico's character, is completely let go of his humanity. Yeah, like I think he's in so deep because when he has that meeting later on with his superior. He's like, you're fucking done. He's I, like, they want you back. Like, you're, you're, you've been in too long. I feel like it's a, uh, a Breaking Bad situation, right? Like, he the, enjoys it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, at first it started off, but yeah. like, and you think that he's just completely said fuck it, and he is this guy now. Mm-hmm. But the last, you know, you know, bit of the movie when he makes that speech, it makes you know that he still got it in there. Yeah, and little little instances throughout the movie, he gives you his. He lets out who he really is, but um, it's really beautifully done. Like it is, it's really well done. But uh, when we get to the end of it, but have you ever watched a movie and then um, you remember it ending a certain way, and then you watch it years later and you're like, "That's not how it ended." Right. I have an ending in my mind with this story or uh, this movie, and then I rewatched. I'm like, "Oh, that's not how it ended." <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to it later. I just thought it was really funny. I will say this: I'm surprised I still enjoy it as much as I do with such an anticlimactic ending. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yeah, like that's why I said it pisses me off because it leaves it open, wide get, open for another movie. I didn't realize how open ended it was yeah, until I dude. watched it this like, time. It I thought it, it was kind of a closed yeah. story, but it's really not. When I finished watching this, I turned to my girl and I'm like, "Hey, man, so like the second one will be out what?" Next year, yeah, two yeah, years, yeah. like we'll be back right here. Yeah, and and apparently they do have a script written. It just never. Took yeah, off. So, so I forget what it was. Vigo said he would only do it with him, yeah. or you know whatever. And then they tried, but then they were like, eh. And I don't remember. It's just it crazy just, that there's a script out there, like oh, floating love, around. Dude, turn it into a comic, something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Graphic novel, bro. Like, let us get that. Mm-hmm. Finish that story, dude. Right. Because I do feel like this is the part one of something that was fantastic that we'll never get to see the back half mm-hmm. of it. Because it really is like it's it's a what a, it's not even a two hour movie I don't think. But no, it's an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, like, which is crazy for a gangster movie. So and it's stuffed so much in in that hour and forty. It's it's one of the tightest scripts. Like for a gangster movie, it's so tight. And I will say this: I have never been a huge Naomi Watts fan. I don't know why. I don't. You don't like The Ring. I don't know. See what I'm saying? I don't think it's that. I don't, you know I what I mean? The ring. I, I'm not a big horror guy anyways. You know that, but I'm not either, but I love the ring. I just thought it, thought it was stupid. And like, <laughs> I think scary movie, like made fun of it so much that yeah. like it kind of took all the seriousness away from it for yeah. me. It's like watching the original scream now. Like I can't do it. Like, it's just too funny to me now. Like, cause they've made fun of it so much. I did enjoy I the fifth one though. I, I, I don't know if I told you that. But I didn't watch it. I, I I saw it. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Like, I thought it was cool. I heard it was pretty good. They paid some homage. You know, they, they, they made it fun. Mm-hmm. I don't mind her as an actress, though. Like, she doesn't really bother I, me. Dude, she, that's insane. I don't know why I don't like her. Yeah, like, sometimes I we just, have that. I don't think she's ever done a bad thing in anything I've seen her. But, like, I just, she's never done anything that I'm just like, wow, she brought that movie home. Yeah. You know? But she does a good job in this one. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um. 
So I love the Russian uncle because he's just like an old drunk asshole. Yeah, and, a racist uh, asshole. Oh, yeah, yeah, too, yeah. And uh, he worked for the KGB in Russia. Like, he's an old, like, you know, like a military guy is what I would consider. Well, he says he's from the KGB. Right, yeah. <laughs> Nobody believes him. I was in the KGB. No, you weren't. <laughs> and he's talking about the words in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pimps, drogos, prostutia. Yeah, I wash my hands touching it. Like, it's just great. Like, and uh, they're all sitting in like a fucking McDonald's, like waiting on this guy to show up. And uh, how can you eat at a time? Because the mom's, of course, involved. And like, it's 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 a really cute little with the with uh, Naomi Watts's character because she lives with her mother. She's uh, always at work because she works these long shifts and um. She was married, and I think she her baby passed, wasn't it? Like, she lost her own child? Uh, she was dating a guy, and they uh, they were going to have a baby. I, she lost the baby. Yeah, that's what I said. Because I know the uncle was like, just be happy it wasn't black. And I was like, or just be happy he wasn't black or something like that. Right. Just a very, very racist thing yeah. to say. And Oh, I think it was because he was black. Yeah. Like, at least the kid died, but, but like, you know, it wasn't a white kid that died. Oh, right. I think that was what he was in, in like hinting at. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyways, she's, she's going through a tough time of her own and like they hear this baby just comes into her life and this baby's got nobody, nothing like it's not even supposed to be alive. And, uh, you know what I'm saying? Cause the mom being on drugs and going through all that stress, like, you know, how could a baby live in that environment, like mm-hmm. grow right in that environment? The mom dies during childbirth and this kid's healthy and fine. Like, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. So she like feels. Yeah, she has this. She feels stuff. like a like a kinship. Like she like wants to make sure this kid's OK. And yeah. like she ends up like keeping the fucking kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, they let her. I which I don't know if that's like a thing, but like. Oh, you're jumping way, way to the end of the movie. No, I'm just like progressing her thing. Oh, I but see. Like, because that's really all her her whole arc is just taking care of the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like you know? her whole right thing is she just wants this baby to get. She wants to find the family of this girl so she can deliver this baby to them so it can have a happy life and not get put into the system. That's right. her whole thing. Yes, because she knows that once it goes into the system, it's over with. Yeah. Like, so um, she's getting with Viggo Mortensen's character. He and says she brings- he he's like I. Uh, because the mob boss, he's like, I know where her family is. Give me the diary. I'll give you their information. So yeah, they meet at McDonald's. He gives, she gives him the diary. <laughs> yeah. She's like this. That's their driver. That's their driver. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the uncle's like trying to be a prick, like trying to be like an asshole. And, uh, they kind of like keep giving each other these fucking looks. Cause you know, he's a gangster and you know, he's supposed to be on the other side of it. And he was like, I was in the KGB. I know about people like you. And he's like, sure you were. (laughs) They just give each other these (laughs) fucked up looks. Well, the old man fucking spits in his face. Well, the thing is, is he doesn't. She's like, give me the address. He's like, what address? And he walks out and she goes and confronts him. Look, you're a nice person. Just let this shit go. And that's when the uncle like pulls her away from him and spits in the dude's face. And he gives him the fucking. I love that. He fucking. And then puts two finger to his fucking neck, like yeah. I got you, motherfucker. Yeah, like, and basically signing his death. Yeah, and yeah. Which and uh, you think you think that's what's up too? Because you know, later on the uncle comes up missing, <laughs> <laughs> so like you know that he fucked up, right? Um. So she goes back to the restaurant and she's like, you know what the hell? Like you said, you were gonna help me out and everything. And he's like, um, I read the diary. He goes. And my son does some things in here that I'm not really proud of. And, you know, this and that, like, let me deal with it. Like, let me, you know, like, I just need everything that you got. So, you know. And I think, he, how does he find, he finds out about the kid, doesn't he? What do you mean? He finds out about the baby because that's the whole thing. Like, that's what ties him to. Oh, yeah, because he reads the diary and she right. talks about being pregnant and everything like right. that. But she also, well, um, talks about how. The old man beat me with a belt. Well, first she wanted um, 
what's his name? Krill to have sex with her, but he couldn't, he couldn't quote unquote perform. <clears throat> so the grandfather ended up having sex with her, like showing him like, this is how you do it kind of thing. You got to like, because she was crying and all that shit. And like, I guess, know. no, I think it's something else. I think Kirill's like, I think Kirill's just like, got like, he's not made for that shit because his dad was that fucking boss. Like he's like Fredo. That's how I look at Kirill in this movie. Like he's like Fredo. Like he's 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 already made because like he's he fucking he's like this is a fucking birthright you know like my dad's that guy and shit but like he ain't about that life like Vigo is in this movie. It's because Krill's gay. You think he's gay? Yeah. I don't know, man, because I mean he's fucking the shit out of some of these chicks. No, he wasn't. Well, you don't see it, but like it's led to believe, you know. And he does he does have he that does, part where they're yeah. having the party with the prostitutes, and he's like, I need to watch you fuck her to make sure you're not gay. Right. And you did a very good job. Well, the wife said something. She's like, well, who's the gay one now? Like, you want to watch another man have sex? Like, mm. and then they were talking about him not being able to perform with the prostitute in the book. And then there's also the, um, what else happens? But he's got kids and shit. Like, does he? Yeah. Cause remember they having the whole like Christmas party and like his kids are there and all the grandkids are there. Like, and it paints him as like this sweet old man. And like, he's really a fucking piece of shit. Like <laughs> you don't remember that. Yeah. Well, I don't know who's kids. Cause they, cause they came in, uh, they took his blood because that's how they find out that he's that he's well, I'm talking about Creel. I, I understand that, but Kirill was there the whole time. His right. kids were there. Like, you yeah. see him with his daughter. Like, I'm saying, you see kids. He has kids. He's married and has kids. Like, okay. Even if he is, I'm not saying he's not gay or, like, secretly gay or whatever, but, like, it's not allowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's like, kind of the whole point. Because he's got a family. That's the reason The reason the guy got killed in the uh, barbershop is because he was talking shit about Kirill and saying, saying he's a he queer. Saying he was a faggot, yeah. yeah so. And really, it was like, well, what was he saying? And he said that he was a... Uh, uh, he was a drunk and an embarrassment and all that because Vigo didn't want to have the heart to tell him that he thinks your son's a soft ass. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I also thought he killed him because he was talking shit about his dad. Yeah. Because his dad was a rapist and a fucking pedophile and all that. Basically, the guy had a loose mouth. He was talking shit about everyone. So they. Right. So Kirill took it upon himself to get it done. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Turns out, old boy that they killed, he got some people too yep. that ain't fucking around. I love listening this... to the old man talk about them. They are like wolves. <laughs> they have come down from the mountains. Do they know what Kareel looks like? No. Tell them Kareel will meet them. Or you well, will before... de- you'll deliver them, Kareel. But yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I know I'm jumping around. I'm jumping around. <laughs> but uh, so we get back to it. But um. So I was going to say the people that they bring is it's a really heart wrenching scene. Yeah. So his nephew is there. There's some kind of party. I don't know what it is going on. And he starts to pee on somebody's grave. No, no, no. It's a football. It's a soccer game. Oh, OK. Yeah. It's Chelsea, yeah. which is a huge uh, team in the Premier League. I see. And uh, they have a big rivalry with Manchester United and, and a couple other uh, clubs. So. Um, He's going to the game. Well, Chelsea lost. So he's like, you know, down in his feelings about it. He's been drinking and he's yelling out and everybody's like, you know, because like soccer is like their football over there. Yeah, like yeah. they fucking love that shit. That's their that's their favorite time, mm-hmm. their favorite sport. So, you know, everybody's been drinking. The games are early. You know, everybody's out there hammered and they're giving him a hard time. Well, he thinks it's a fucking cute idea to piss on somebody's grave. And he's saying, Chelsea, Chelsea, pissing on the grave. Well, these dudes come up from behind him and cut his fucking throat just like he did their brother. It's so graphic because they cut his throat and he's just like, he pulls a scarf down and you just see him bleed out like he can't even breathe. He looks like Ezra Miller. I kept thinking that watching it this time. Like, (laughs) God, this guy looks like Ezra Miller. Um, But yeah, so it's like an eye for an eye type of deal. Mm -hmm. But for them... Nah, we got to get the whole bloodline. Yeah. You took our brother, so we're going to get everybody. Right. Um, so the old man gets scared. You know, Ozzy gets scared. So he goes to the boss and he's like, hey, they say that they're going to kill me. And he's like, well, then why are you coming to me? He's like, because I fear you worse than them. Right. He's like, 
He's like, well, what do they want? He's like, they want to kill me or they want to kill your son who, you know, obviously ordered the hit. And, uh, he's like, do they know what my son looks like? And they're like, nah, they just got here from the mountains. It's so shitty. Like, this is like some dirty ass shit. So they, he goes, tell them that Kareel will meet him at this bathhouse and you're going to bring them to them. Mm-hmm. So, so they, they, all they know is that Kareel's a May guy. And he's got the stars. But they only made him just so just he could, so be, he a could be a lamb guy. for slaughter. Yes, uh, lamb to slaughter. So dirty. So yeah, they go through the whole thing, making him a made guy because he took care of the grandfather. So he's like he the did uncle, one. yeah, or the uncle, yeah. So uh, that's when we got to the scene with the, uh, the we were tattoos. talking about earlier with the tattoos, and it's cool as shit because they like they strip him down to his mm-hmm. draws, and they so put they can him- see all his, so they can see his life story on his body. And it's really cool, you know, like we talked about, like they called his dad a weak fuck and his mother a whore and are you ready to give your give your life up for this shit and like pretty much like, you know, making him turn him into a made man, mm-hmm. you know? And they said that we see that you left two spots above your heart and then you left, you know, because they have one on their leg that's like they don't kneel to shit. Yeah. That's why they tattoo that on their leg to let you know like who they are because the guy that they slash his throat in the beginning of the movie and they find his body washed up. They're like, he's a void, you know, which is one of the clans. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how do you know? And they're like, cause he's got stars of his knee, which means he's never knelt before anybody and over his heart or something like that. He yeah. explains it. It's really cool. I wish I remembered it, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's like, a, that's what I love about that part of their organized crime is like your whole, it's like the Yakuza. Like your whole art, like, you know, that old school, like Yakuza motherfuckers, like bosses, when they died, they would have their skin cut off and put up in a fucking museum. Like you can go right now and see like a Yakuza boss's fucking body paint from like, yeah, I have whatever. That, like, yeah. That's fucking cool as shit to me. Like I would definitely do that if I was fucking, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Cause they like, they do something where they like do something to the skin that it turns into like leather. So it doesn't like, you know, keep a, Oh yeah. It's the same that the mummies did. Right. You know, and they like put it in like an oxygen chamber or whatever, but it's cool as shit that you can go see that stuff. Like that's how much their organized crime has been blended into their everyday lives mm-hmm. over there. But in Russia, it's like the opposite. All that shit's got to be covered. Like they can't know. Like it's a secret thing. Like it's a secret society. Like, mm-hmm. like how the Italians are with it. Um, I just love that like your whole story is right there on your body. Like they can tell who you were, where you were, like where you grew up, where you went to prison, where you did. Um, I feel like some people do that over here. Like certain gangs have kind of adopted that kind of shit. Over yeah, here, here and but, there, it's not as like um, it's not as prominent. Yeah, because like, people get a lot of like art tattoos, not like meaningful. Well, they say it's they it's because you don't want to be into a gang file mm-hmm. especially if you're going to prison because if they find out that you're this or that then they know they can't put you in a b c or d building because that's where uh, I, wish you, gangs. I wish you would have seen it uh, i was just, it just reminded me of you didn't see nobody yet have you no i want to though it's so good um you basically know the story right yeah, it's like you think he's a pussy, but he's like an old CIA motherfucker. Right. So he goes and he's doing all this questioning because he's trying to find information. And <laughs> he has this tattoo on his arm that um, the bodyguard at this establishment sees. And he's supposed to be a big bad motherfucker, but he sees that tattoo and he locks himself behind this like the biggest, strongest door. <laughs> but nothing is said except oh. like you see the tattoo and it's fucking hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> It's like the Kumite. Like, <laughs> he's got like the Kumite tattoo. Right. Uh, that reminds me of a show that I watched on YouTube uh, TV. I don't know if it's still on there or not, but it's called uh, it's called Wade or Will or something like that. But it's about a kid. But anyways, like there's a guy. He's like a sheriff, and he mm-hmm. like you think he's just like the soft pussy this whole time. He's like, did you know that in Cambodian prisons there's an ancient fighting tournament that only three people in the world have ever survived in one or some shit like that. And he's like, you don't go by choice per se. You have to be in this prison mm-hmm. when it happens. He goes, and I was there and he takes off his shirt and he's got all these fucking crazy ass, like demon fucking tattoos that he's gotten in these prisons. <laughs> he beats the living shit out of this guy. And he's like, 
He doesn't even want to fight. He's just like, I had no idea all that was there, man. Just let it go. <laughs> like, no, I'm afraid I can't now. <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. It's like one of the best scenes in it. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> but anyways. So yeah, he gets all these tattoos and that's when they set him up to go to the, the fucking steam house. Nice. Oh yeah. 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 They give him all these f- and like they're old school tattooing and man, mm-hmm. like drilling his ass. It looks like he's really getting tattooed, bro. I know. I was thinking As somebody that's been tattooed a few times in my life, like, I feel like I can tell when they're faking or not. It looks like he's really digging in, dude. Like, (laughs) he's not giving a fuck, too. He's just smoking a cigarette. Vigo Morrison feels like the kind of person that would get a real tattoo for a role. Yeah. Like, I ain't seen his kneecap lately, but I bet it's on there, bro. (laughs) I fucking bet. He actually has to cover it up when he does movies, like makeup. Yeah, man. They they told me they needed two short scenes. I was like, "Ah, I can't do it. Gotta go be in makeup for an hour covering this bad boy up. Right. <laughs> um, and this is like I said, this is where the this this is the end of the second act. But right before he goes to the bathhouse is when uh they find the body and all that, and it doesn't really say anything. But you find in the guy's coat pocket, it looks like a three page typed up letter that's been put in a sealed bag so it wouldn't get like destroyed, like it would make it through the water and everything, you mm-hmm. know. So he's like, hmm. And then it cuts away. But anyways, then later he gets his tattoos and then he goes to this bathhouse. Well, this old man's fucking bullshitting him about some deal where they can make money or you yeah, know yeah. somebody they can rob or hustle, some shit like that. And uh, Vigo Mortensen's like, you know, like I'm fucking serious dude now, man. Like you feel like you're bullshitting me. Like what the fuck is up? Are we going to do this or not? Like we're going to make this money. And the old man's like, I will tell you when I get back from the bathroom mm-hmm. or some shit like that. And then that's when these two dudes come in and they got these blades. It's really weird though. Why didn't they just shoot him? I guess because it was personal. There's, um, aren't gun restrictions like super strict. Oh yeah. Over there? In England. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And there are like not citizens. So they probably would be really, Cause they made deal. a comment. I don't remember in the movie or where they said something about guns, but like, well, I felt like it was because they want to make noise too. <clears throat> yeah. That too. Yeah. There's a lot of noise. Two guys, one guy, they thought they could just cut. Well, one of them's a heftier dude. Yeah. He's a bigger big guy. guy, like a linebacker. And the mm. other one, he's kind of wiry. And they take know. out these fucking uh, Velociraptor Dude, fucking it's like knives. these blades that they hold and they like wrap around their hands. So I guess it's made so they could just fucking slice your ass like mm-hmm. and not really or like throw a punch and get you, whatever. Yeah. But it's a awesome struggle because they cut my boy a three, times. four times. Yeah. You know what I'm down saying? Down the back, across the stomach, His and then ribs, down the arm. Yeah. Uh, but... This is the scene that everyone talks about. Anybody that talks about Eastern Promises. Like, People that don't even fucking like this movie love this scene. Man. Yeah. It's I think it's in one of the top 10. Like I've seen it on Watch Mojo or something. It's like <laughs> one of the top 10 uh, mob killings in a movie. Yeah. I, I want to say it's in like the top four every time, yeah. every list, because it is that cool. Like my boy's ass naked in there fighting for his life. He's slipping and sliding. And that, that honestly is what saved his life a couple of times. Right. Because they're slipping and there you got fucking shoes on and they're still slipping <laughs> because it's a it's a bathhouse. You know, it's, you're supposed to be sweating. You're steaming up, you know. It's really funny. Um, both Vigo Mortensen and David Cronenberg have been questioned about this. And they're like, whose idea was it for you to be naked? Vigo Mortensen said it was David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg said it was Vigo Mortensen's idea. So I think they both knew they had to be naked. <laughs> but like, how do you keep that acting up, bro? Would you know your cock and balls are just flopping in the wind, bro? Right. And the guys, kudos to those two guys acting in that scene with them. Because you know some balls touched them at some point, bro. <laughs> you got a dick in your face. Not, Not on purpose, yeah. but... Especially when he breaks that dude's fucking arm yeah. <laughs> and he gets the blade from him. Because, like, at that point, he's taking him to task. I love that shit. He rolls over on the big guy, snaps his fucking arm back to get the blade, and then sticks it in his fucking eye, dude, yeah, just to be like, fuck you. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't kill that old man. I would have went and killed that old man. Oh, yeah. That's just like after, well, he was injured so badly. He oh, yeah, yeah. He was bleeding the fuck out. Yeah, I yeah. get it. But like, yeah, that old man would have been first on my fucking list when I got out. Dude. So he, uh, 
So he goes to the hospital, and then that's when this movie just fucking it all makes sense. You know what I'm the saying? The first time I watched it, like I said, like I felt like I knew the whole time. But rewatching it, when this scene happened, the wife grabbed my arm. She's like, "Holy shit! I did not see that coming." Yeah, it really doesn't. Like the first time, you don't see it coming, man. Mm-hmm. You just think he's got like a little bit of heart left in him. But because he's the driver, he's like, I'm just the driver. They don't tell me shit. They don't do it because like he's trying to work his way in up the ladder, you know. Yeah. And then when you they finally make him, that's when I felt like, okay, well now he's gonna tell old girl like you're fucked. Like there's nothing that's gonna be done now. But that's when this scene comes on and it mm-hmm. just flips it all on its neck. Right. Because he's like, you're done. The same guy that found the body found the letter. He goes putting. Uh, putting a report, filing your report on a, on a dead, on a dead body or whatever is a, is very original first time for everything, I guess. Yeah. And he's like, you wanted to know, you know, like, you know, he's, he's like, I had to do what I had to do, man. <laughs> and he's like, you're fucking done. Like the front, they want you back at the, at yeah, Scotland we're pulling Yard. you out. Yeah, you're done. You've been in too long. Like, and then that's when he fucking he's opens like, up his robe and shows tell him, him these I have go- stars over my heart now. Yeah. I'm going to take over London. Yeah. Me and Kareel. He goes, and then I'm going to replace him. Like, he pretty much said, like, I'm going to fucking take Kareel because he's soft. <laughs> he goes, and then I'm going to be running this shit in, yeah. in London. Which, I don't know, wouldn't that kind of defeat the purpose? Like, bro, we put you in there to stop organized crime, not become well, I organized was gonna, crime. I was going to talk about this later because I have an opinion on it. Because but that's I- where the second movie would have been fucking dope because you could take it. Is he is he still a cop? Like is he now? Is he going to Russia to take down the bigger fish? <laughs> well, we can end it real quick. So the basically he gives all the information to them to take down the boss. Yeah. To so the so boss, they get him on rape charge. Right. And how they do that is they get the DNA from him and the baby. Mm-hmm. So they get the they get the, there's a fucking scene where he's like pouring vodka over his arm. And, oh yeah, because he's like I got the. They try to stick me with their fucking gay needles. Yeah. Like they're, they're going to give me the fucking AIDS. That's when you really see how he's a fucking yeah. bigot as well. Yeah. Um, well, that's just how them dudes are, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, so the, they, but he sends Kirill to kill the fucking kid mm-hmm. to save his own ass. Oh, he can't do it because he knows it's wrong. Like, we don't kill babies. And that's what it is. Well, he's struggling with it, yeah. you know, because like he does, he doesn't want to do it and he knows he can't do it, but he's going to do it because his daddy told him, mm-hmm. you know, and then Nikolai and, and Anna talk him out of it. Right. We don't kill babies. Khalil, your father's done. It's our time now. Mm-hmm. And like talks him off the ledge, man. And, you know, you get that feeling like. You know, Kareel feels like it's about to be his time. He doesn't have to be scared of his daddy anymore. And now he feels like he's got his boy with him, so they're going to run it together. And you know that Vigo Mortensen literally only did that to get the kid back, and he's going to shit on Kareel first chance he gets, and he's going to take over. That's how I look at it. Right. But he tells Anna, like, look, you're a good woman. Keep this fucking kid and get the fuck out of here. Like, don't come back. And then he tells her that he didn't kill his uncle. He just sent him to live and fucking... Some some Scotland, town, I think, some some yeah. crazy shit. He goes, it's nice there. He, he like it. He's old school. He knows what's up. He knows not to come back. Yeah, yeah. So like, it lets you know that he's still got his humanity in him. Mm-hmm. But it like like I said, it just it gave me the feeling like man, we're gonna see another movie, dude. So so they took the the boss out, and now he's taking over. So now he's the new boss, and mm-hmm. it kind of ends very. Like, like you said, it's a little underwhelming because he's just sitting at a fucking... Because they don't get to kill the old man, and that's really what you want to see. Because it happens point. off screen. Right. You don't even get to see him get a fucking arrested or nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah, you obviously just see him. They, they send him to prison for rape. Yeah. You know, not for, you know, whatever. Not for murder. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if they got him for murder or not. But I don't know. Either way, the dad's going away, and now it's their time to mm-hmm. take over. So, and, yeah, he's sitting at a uh, at a table at the restaurant just flipping his little... Whatever it was, bracelet. Is yeah. it lighter? Oh, something like that. And then it kind of just a cigarette, and, and then it, it just kind of ends. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember the movie ending this way. What did you think that they killed the old man? No, I remember and... in my head. I remembered him talking to somebody, and you in the restaurant was kind of surrounded by like these big Russian, like uh, the guys that he got the tattoo with. You were remembering th- the Godfather. 
Is that the Godfather? Yeah. It's Michael Corleone. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes inside they're and all kiss, he's all They're all kissing his fucking hand and shit. Okay. Don Corleone. <laughs> and the fucking, they shut the door on his old lady so yeah. she can't see it. Yeah, that's the Godfather. Oh, oh. <laughs> Gangster movie, just not the same one. That's how I remembered this one. Nah, this one's very underwhelming. Like I said, and I still love it just because it is such a good movie. But it it still feels like one of the one of the biggest injustices in movie history to me. So I wanted to say I wanted to do that because I wanted to say like, do you think he's still going to be undercover, or do you think he is saying fuck all that? I'm going to take over. Like I am the new boss now. Well, I think either way, he felt he had to tell it to that guy. Mm Hmm. Because I think like at this point, well, obviously he knew that he had to still take care of that kid or whatever. He had to help her. So I think that's why he was telling him that to stay in a little bit longer. Yeah. Or like he said, you know, I'm going to run it now and now I can give you all the information, all the people you want. Because there is that part after he fucks that girl in the brothel. Yeah. He has the cops go in and take her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take he her goes, back home. Cops think they can just come take our fucking women. Like, what's mm-hmm. that all about? Like, as well, he gives her like a stack of money too. Like, yeah, and a and a prayer card, like a saint, and tells her to live a little longer. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she's just laying there. Like, yeah, so he does have that humanity aspect. Right. To him. There's little things he does in the movie that make you think, like, well, maybe he is a gangster, but he's still got some heart left. Right. Uh, he isn't completely cold, but when you find out that he's doing it because he's a cop. Like he's not really a, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's not, he's not this, he's supposed to be something more. So it does. And that's another thing that's great. Cause we really didn't know which way he was going to go with it. Yeah. Was he going to be a gangster? Was he going to keep trying to be the fucking good guy? Cause my, I always thought of it as he was in so deep that he can't get out now. Right. That's the paint picture they paint for you in mm-hmm. the movie until he's talking with the guy. Yeah. Like, and that's, I still think that's what made this movie so great is because they chose to flip it because this could have easily had just been a dude. Well, I'm even talking about after the twist, like, even though, you know, he's an inside man, right? I feel like he's in so deep that he just can't get out now. Well, that's why I'm saying that's why there. another movie would have been so much better because he yeah, would have flushed that out. Is he really trying to do the right thing or is he like lost in this now? Like mm-hmm. now he just wants to be the boss. And I think that second movie would have been all about that. Yeah. And we'll never know. We'll never know. Mm-hmm. But like I said, this is one of my favorite gangster movies, man. I, I what was are so happy to do it. Like, what are some of the best gangster movies like ever? Ever? Yeah. Obviously, we said The Godfather. Goodfellas is number one forever. <laughs> Goodfellas, Godfather. Casino, um it's, it's, it's different because, like, would you just going, does it have to be about organized crime or it can just have gangsters in it? Because there's movies that just have gangsters in it getting blown away. That's still great. Like what? Like, Last Boy Scout. It's got a lot of good action, a lot, wow. of, people, a lot of good kills. I was more so thinking about just the organized crime. That's just like an action, yeah. yeah. Um, but the reason I say that is because, like, those you just mentioned, this needs to be up there with them. Yes. I think it is yes. just as good yes. if, you know... As those. I'm trying to think of some other ones that I just really fucking enjoy. I mean, a lot of people will say Scarface. Yeah, but that's probably like the end of it, I would say. Um, We were just talking about Carlito's Way. Yeah. That's a good gangster movie. Uh, It still has the mob aspect hanging over it, but it's not a straight up organized crime movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But they have a lot of big part in it, you know? Yeah. I just feel like this should be in the same breath. If you're going to be talking about uh, Goodfellas, yeah. if you're going to talk about Godfather, you need to be talking about Eastern Promises as well. Yeah. And that- Sicario. Sicario. Sicario, but one and two. Mm-hmm. Second one, not as much, but the first one's still badass. Um, yeah, I, I, I think like, you have to have a good story, you know, as far as like, I don't know, because- a lot of this has been done. You know, it's been done over and over and over. But why is Goodfellas so good? Because it's not like they're just throwing the organized crime at you. Like, they bring it up, like, because it's more, I don't know, oh, The Departed. That's got to be up there, That's too. a good one, yeah. It's got to be up there. I don't know, man. It just, uh, I think it's really just about the story more than yeah. anything. But Well, this one goes to show that you can really tackle the... Miller's Crossing, some people would say. I don't know. <laughs> Because it's got that aspect to it. Mm. There's a lot of them that just have that that organized crime element in it. And, uh, oh, fuck, man. I even liked, uh, 
whatchamacallit, the last one he did with the old guys, Scorsese. Oh, oh, oh. Why can't I think of it right Irishman. now? Irishman. Irishman, yeah. Yeah. I Even mean, that's good. Uh, Pulp Fiction, I consider a gangster movie. <laughs> You know, because Marcellus Wallace, he's a boss. Yeah. You know, I guess you're not got hit, man. Now yeah. we're just grasping at straws at this point, but yeah, but I get but what you're saying. It should be up in there. It needs to, yeah. Spot. When you're talking about gangster movies, you need to have this one in there with it as well, because it's so good. It is. I give it a eight, nine all day. Mm. I would, if I always do, like, obviously it's a highly recommended, it's up there with those, the greatest gangster movies of all time. But if I had to put a rating on it, I would give it a nine five. I was going to say, just saying that, that you're saying it should be put in the greatest gangster movies of all time means something to me because (laughs) I know it takes a lot for you to put something in there of all time. Yeah. Uh, You might say you enjoy it, highly recommend all that, but for you to say it belongs in a top five. Yeah. Top five gangster movies. That's about the folks. That is the greatest Greg review you're ever going to get. Like we, if we do a thousand more episodes of this show you're never gonna hear greg give it it belongs in the top five <laughs> off a movie i give him now when he gives me he may say that but yeah, if yeah. one that i've gave him but <laughs> this is one of those movies that we've both always said we enjoyed yeah we and we've been wanting to do this episode we've been doing this podcast for what three years now mm-hmm. and we always like we're gonna do easter promises one of these days <laughs> like and uh i got just been on a gangster kick lately so i said fuck it we're gonna keep it going yeah i there were a couple I wanted. I wanted to go on another gangster movie, but I'm like, I gotta stop this gangster train. Like, I know, like I want to get back to some comedy, man. Like I've been <laughs> wanting to do something lighthearted lately. Um, I wanted to give you the writer's other movie, but then I realized it wouldn't be a good movie to talk about. Yeah, the writer that wrote Eastern Promises. He also did uh, Lock. Tom Hardy. I, I it was him in a car, bro. I, I was gonna mean, say we wouldn't have a lot to talk about. Like it would be a ten minute review and. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it was pretty good. All right. I I definitely, uh, I'm going to give this one to you so you can put it in your little stack. Oh yeah. We got to, are you going to autograph them with me? I feel like you should, man. If you're going to do it, I will. All right. Cause these are, these are, these are giveaways for our supporters. You better not get them hyped up for something that you're not going to do. I am going to do it. (laughs) Well, it's up to Nick. They have to earn it though. You know what I'm saying? So anytime, anytime we, I, get a new upgrade like i just bought the 4k eastern promises i give nick my old dvd that i'm getting rid of because what am i going to get a dollar out of it and par has such a terrible fucking memory that he buys two three copies of certain movies because he's like oh i don't have that and i do have it i have it twice (laughs) so what i was thinking of doing with all these extra dvds that me and gregory have here we could start signing them and sending them to our supporters but on TikTok, we have seventy. We have seventy followers right now. Mm-hmm. Every fifty, I'm gonna send out a signed DVD to all of our follow to to a follower. Yeah, we're gonna both be signing it. And I've even thought about it. If you follow us on Instagram too, or, or no YouTube, YouTube, mm-hmm. YouTube. If you follow, if you subscribe to us on YouTube and comment on one of our reviews that you followed or you subscribed on YouTube, you're going to go in. You go in twice. Now I apologize. They're not Blu-rays, folks, because like, no, they're old DVDs. We're not. We're not balling like that yet. We don't have budget like that. But we will send you a one of one signed, signed by the cast. Being this beautiful sitting man sitting across from me right now, we're gonna both sign this and send it to you. On the house. That's it's a free movie, folks, and it's a little piece of history because you're the only person with a signed copy of Eastern Promises from somebody that had nothing to do with the movie being made, <laughs> except review it. Except review it. But you're welcome. <laughs> so, like I said, we're at seventy. So next time we hit a hundred, folks, anybody on TikTok listen to this, we hit a hundred. I'm sending one out. All right, and I'm gonna do a TikTok on it too, but. Yeah. For the real fans that listen to the actual show. <laughs> Cause I thought about it, man. Like, might as well get a fucking sub out of it out of YouTube, man. Like, gotta try to get a shit like picking up a little bit. Yeah. I just I feel like it's we're too good of a podcast to not be doing something. You know what I mean? We do do something. You know what I'm saying? But like I feel like we're better than what we get. Like, I don't know. I feel like we're better than the love we get, man. <laughs> We get plenty of love and we love all of our fans. I do. Thank you so much. Um, So I was going to do that, but I said, no, nah, I don't want to do that. There's nothing there. And then I was thinking since the whole Will Smith 
thing going on, it would be a perfect opportunity to do Demon Knight. Oh, I thought you meant Ken. I thought you meant King Richard because I was like, I already watched it. It's fantastic. <laughs> like, no, because uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is in. Oh, Demon she's Knight. in Demon Knight. Yeah. Oh God. And I was like, that is such an opportunity, but I'm not ready for that one yet. You're not ready. You're for not that ready one. for that. One. You're not ready for Demon Knight. Okay. So I'm gonna keep on my little. I have this thing that I'm doing right now. It's like lesser known of my favorite director's movies. So. I decided to just go with my original pick and we're going to do the game next. Oh, dude. David Fincher's I game. just bought this last week. Too. Did you really? I did. So as you can see, I have multiple copies. I have the original that I bought years and years and years ago. And then I have this one I bought recently. It's that Arrow video release of the game. And then my wife just bought me for Christmas the Criterion oh, God. version of the game. So... Needless to say, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like when people bring up David Fincher, I my mind immediately goes to the game. It's, you know what's crazy is like this is one of those movies that like I remember seeing it and loved it, but I was young. And yeah, I don't think I've ever watched it again. So we, I'm really we talked about it because I saw the game when I was like nine or ten years old. I don't know why. Yeah, my dad showed me that movie, man. Like, we just had it, and I watched yeah. it. But it really like cemented my love for filmmaking. This is your game. Yeah. When the dude on the TV starts mm-hmm. talking to him, fucked me up. Dude. Yeah, so whenever I get into somebody talking about movies, I always put on the game because I love it so much, and I make everyone watch it. Fuck yeah, I'm excited for this one. Yeah. like I've been wanting to watch, dig back into that movie. Mm-hmm. So you can have this go into the pile of, because uh, I need to clear out some of my DVDs. I might keep this one because I think I like this case better than the one I got. Which one did you get? Did you it's, get the old snap case? No, no. It's, or is it just wrecked? I think it might just be like a, like a old rental or something. Oh, I see. But uh, yeah. Whatever you want. So I got a few movies in the mail. I'll, I'll do this one first because you said something. So... You came over to the house and you used the bathroom uh, and you saw that I put up a Jean-Michel Basquiat painting. Yeah. And you mentioned something about how you watched his movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't know he did a movie. I've been watching his documentaries. Well, there is a Basquiat, Basquiat movie out that I did not know about. That's the one I was telling you about. Yeah. That's the one I was telling you about. I watched that movie. So you cannot find this movie anywhere. Really? <laughs> I can't rent it streaming anywhere. I looked on every streaming service. It's like an IFC movie or something, dude. And I had to order this off eBay in French. That's how hard it is to get a hold of this movie. Damn. The wife ordered it for me because obviously I'm currently in an obsession with basketball. Have you watched it yet? Yes. How'd you like it? There are so many people in this movie, let yeah, me say. Like big timers. David Bowie, Dennis Hopper, Gary Oldman, Jeffrey Wright, like... Fuck me! Why is it? Why have I not heard heard about this movie before? Oh, because it's fucking awful. Yeah, it's not a great movie. It's not a great movie. It does. I just remember the guy that played him. I thought did a good job. He did do a good job. Like he 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 did basketball pretty as good as you're gonna do. Because I was gonna say, I feel like I saw this movie when I was like 15, 16. Really? I got. I feel like I was in later middle school, going into high school, and I just saw it. It was like one of those movies on. It's just highlights of his life, and they really lean on the drug use that he did. I really wish it would well, have I mean, been more he about. He at twenty six, so twenty seven, twenty seven. So he died on my birthday. He's in the twenty seven club, bro, yeah. for a reason. He right. went hard in the paint. Yeah, but he but, enjoyed it. But it's a cool little just to get to know about his life. I can't believe that one ten minute conversation we had about it. You wouldn't found that fucking thing. Dude. Yeah, like that's cool. <laughs> Kodos well, you, currently I'm obsessed with him. Like I have his painting right here beside me. I have his painting as my wall yeah. back wallpaper on my computer. Like it's his... like gonna make you love the movie, even though it's terrible. Like, you well, just yeah, keep watching it. I I like it, but I I understand its flaws, and they don't. Was it a lot on eBay? No, nah, it was oh, like 15 good. with shipping. But the wife bought it for me, so that's that was a sweet gift. Yeah, shows um, you she listens to when you talk. Yeah. And then uh, we did uh, the Coen Brothers recently, and then I realized they did a lot more movies that I have not seen, so I ordered this one. It's That's the cri- an awesome fucking... It's the Criterion of Miller's Crossing. I've never seen it, so I figured I would get it and watch it. 
So yeah, there's that. It's one I, I don't own, but I need to get. I've never seen it anywhere. And I, then I used to see it all the time at the flea market. Really? That's surprising. I'm going to keep an eye for it Sunday. Yeah, you should. I'm going to go digging. And then you remember stalker. I bring it up constantly. Yeah, I do. Um, I brought another Tarkovsky movie. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I know. Are you ready to watch it? Nope. <laughs> Andre. If mean, you pick it, you pick it. <laughs> Andre <laughs> Rublev. It's. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Rublev. I am not Russian. So Andre Rublev. <laughs> so I almost have all of his movies now. What is it? Like five? Yeah. No, seven. Seven. I have five. Who the fuck let that dude make seven movies, bro? <laughs> Who in the fuck let him make seven movies? People just love throwing movie away and ru- or money away in Russia. I guess like they support the arts, Nick. I guess not even if it's good art, they just fucking throw the money at it. <laughs> You've seen one of his movies, one out of seven. I've so seen you- enough. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you something. If you heard that the first movie you see for this guy, fucking, you thought was that bad, would you ever go back for a second one? <laughs> Be honest though. If you saw fucking Casino. First Scorsese movie you ever saw. If you saw if Casino was the first one you saw, and you fucking hated it. I mean, you thought it was the worst fucking movie you'd ever seen. You're not going to go watch Goodfellas after that. That's only that. if you have bad taste. I, just, I, don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like I'm not alone in my assessment of that movie. It's, I'm not saying there ain't people out there that love it, and I'm not hating on them for loving it. Yeah. But I don't feel like I'm alone by saying that that movie was a fucking painful watch for me, dude. No, I was actually watching a... Uh couple of youtubers and they were ranking directors and they were talking about how much tarkovsky bores them <laughs> <laughs> and they love movies so this guy's not allowed to be on the list but bro. yeah he's not for everyone he's an art house director i yeah, liked him i so. mean i'm not like i said i i, I think that it different strokes for different folks bro. right he may be may, maybe he makes beautiful movies and i'm too fucking stupid to understand him <laughs> but for what i watched i want that three hours of my life back like <laughs> I just love teasing you about it. Nah, it's, it's fun. funny. I do uh, like that. But I know that eventually you'll probably give me another one. Yeah, probably. When I see one that's worthy of you watching it. This one's only two hours and 59 minutes. No, they're it's all nice. like three hours. Oh long. my God, I knew it. I fucking knew it, bro. You could just look at the cover of them and tell they're going to be boring as shit. Like, what is that even about, dude? Like, Yeah, this is 183 minutes long. <laughs> It's a Godfather movie, but nothing cool going on at all. <laughs> Nobody's getting shot. Nobody's oh. getting the threat of what's going to happen is going to be the real treat, folks. We going to go in the room? Nah, we're poster. not going to go in the room. I didn't realize it was a poster. Aren't you excited? Look at all the work they put into like promoting this guy's movie. You don't think he's doing great work? I mean, somebody's buying it. <laughs> somebody's buying it. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah. The game. Yeah, that's going to be a badass movie. <laughs> but uh, I'm looking forward to that episode. Yeah, me too. I've been wanting to talk about the game for a while. It is one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. It is my favorite David Fincher movie. You know, I told you I've been wanting to do Mallrats for a while. Yeah. And I made up my mind. I'm going to do Mallrats the week of my son's birthday. Yeah, you named your son after that movie. I did. After Jason Lee's character, Brody Bruce. Yeah. I wanted to name my son Brody Bruce, but, uh, somebody stepped in and stopped you. Well, I mean, my daughter or, um, my father-in-law had passed away when we found out we were having him. Mm -hmm. So she wanted, my wife wanted to put his name in there, which I I was happy. I was okay with that. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. And he was a good dude. So Mm -hmm. I'm glad that they have that together. Right. When is your son's birthday? Um, May 17th. Oh, okay. So soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be probably my next pick. Not this pick coming up, but the one after that. Right. Well, it's the game next week. So until then. Tune in for the game. <laughs> Later, y'all. See you.